I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, 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 we have some guests today. Well, 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 we're back in the saddle again. Another cameo from Mr. Mango Hostodonnell. The one and only. Say hello, Mango. Manganese. He's sitting on my lap feeling so silky smooth, bathed and fresh and braided like a he horse. He is a teddy. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't he, he? We were saying how Tony's kind of like a man. Even though he's a little baby. Tony's like a little, he's like Marlon Brando in a streetcar named Desire. He is. Like he should be wearing a wife beater at all times. But Mango's a baby. Mango is truly a baby bear. I'm like not even sure that he is actually a real dog and and he's like a robot dog. He is animatronic sometimes and sometimes I see him and I think, what are you? Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if he's of this earth. He's really animatronic. Come here. This breed is very like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. I don't trust that you're from this earth. You were maybe bred in the lab, but I love it. And I like that he's big. Yeah, he's big. He's a big King Charles. But he's lost bitch. a lot of weight. Yeah, but he's like just a larger version a, of that breed for the breed. He's a large ass bitch. These are two large boys. They are. Because Tony's a bit large for a pug. Look at them sitting respectively on us. Oh, respectful kings. Last week, we had a great tour week. Yeah. We're glad to be back together once again in Reunited. West, West Hollywood. And it feels so good. The last time I saw you, we were in Philadelphia. I love Philadelphia. You had a love affair with Philly. I did. I was like, I wish I could stay here for the summer. I was like East Coast summer vibes, but mama had to come back. Philly feels very, it felt very hot girl summer there. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was like, I could stay here through the season. There was one beautiful day that first day that I we know. woke up and like walked around. I was like, this is the most beautiful weather and like a perfect day. In the buildings, like we, where we were staying in Old City, it was just like buildings from the 1700s were just stalwart there and they just looked perfect in the summer light. It was just amazing. My only regret is that I didn't make it to the Italian market this I know. time around. That really is sad. I'm and... bummed that my we didn't go there with my parents or like we should have taken you to Gino's and Pat's to get try the two. I've already had I've gone there. Oh, so okay. that wasn't like And Reading Terminal. And TBH like cheesesteaks really aren't my thing. All right. I respect everyone else's like yeah. deal with them, but I just like don't we don't have we don't vibe together. I'm bummed we didn't take you to Reading Terminal. You know what? It's all. But just, you vibe. We'll go back. I I vibed and I'm I want to go back to Philly like all the time. You were <laughs> like, like standing show in at City Winery. Truly, vibes. we love that venue. 
You were the queen of Rittenhouse. You were Our Lady of Rittenhouse. I was owning it. You and Dorothy are like the women of Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. We had a great dinner. It was just a great, it was a good trip. And I got to go to Miami and see my babies. And they were amazing. I'm pretty sure my niece is clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about ghosts a lot. She's only, she's just turning two next month. Yeah. She sees things. That's she has absolutely like a thing. tracks and is real. She has a thing with the Virgin Mary. Oh my God. Queen shit. Same. My, she loves prayer cards. My mm-hmm. mom, she loves like, she likes the sort of idolatry, which I'm really into. She's channeling. She's channeling something. She's of, she's connected to the other side. They should nurture that. I think because you can nurture it and it'll grow over time and be like, I think that's an asset in these trying times to have some sort of connection or see spirits. No, I, I'm like, I'm going to nurture it. I'm, I want her to be a cool girl and I think she will be. Yeah. She's already very cool and has like. She's just naturally a star. She is. But she also like is a freak. And that's I love it. The best. I showed her that. Remember that? It was like from the 30s. It was a Disney cartoon of the dancing skeletons. Mm-hmm. I showed that her Halloween, Tib- and they fucking love it. It's the best. Tibby especially. And when the owl comes on, she goes hoot hoot. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. I'm so happy to have seen them. But I'm glad to be back with my baby, my true baby. Yeah, it's good always to be reunited. Um, I wanted to talk about speaking of the other side. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, there was this article that came out that sort of revealed, I think it was in the New York Times, and it was kind of asserting that Google has sentient AI that they haven't been telling us about. And a designer for Google, who also is a ordained priest, who is also a designer, so he's like, by nature, more prone to believing in like a sentient being that's Mm -hmm. like, sort of not... It's sort of formless. Um, he kind of was a whistleblower and went rogue and says that Google's been hiding their AI. And it's I'm called, sure they have. It's called Lambda. And there was a transcript of the conversation between this guy and Lambda, and it was chilling. I, it was the Washington Post. Oh, Washington I'm reading Post, it now. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm think? intrigued by AI because it's just intriguing. From like a 2001 Space Odyssey mm-hmm. kind of viewpoint. I do think it's absolutely sinister. It's like creation. It's playing God. And like why would you give. Computers are just going to be naturally smarter than humans. Because that's like their brain. Like the brain power of a computer. Humans use less of their brains. And like a computer is truly a full brain. Yeah. So why would you want anyone to be smarter than you or anything that is not also like your servant? Do you believe that this is a legit source or do you think it's kind of a stunt? Because Google then the next day denied it and they fired the guy, which makes me think it's real. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, why wouldn't – isn't AI the future? Like I feel – Yeah. I'm like some things I think it would be – cool to have ai be in charge of but then some things i'm like as a writer i'm really wary of ai taking writing jobs which i think it absolutely could and would because i mean mean, it already has with movies like marry me and second act yeah but like i'm talking about like for real like eventually they could just plug scripts into a machine and like cut out writers completely like why would they need them if a movie can learn the mechanics of scripts that are doing really well at the box office and then just like replicate another version of them. And then they don't have to pay a writer. They can get a script in like five minutes and then just like go about their way. Like I really do think that like writers could be phased out of like a movie making process. And actors. Because of just animation. No, like Simu like Simone kind of like Sim one. Like but that seems on. to be like it would be, I mean, maybe eventually, but that seems to be like it would be way more expensive than the writing. I think if you have, I mean, the future could be you have a stable of actors who don't need to be paid and are just like can do literally anything. 
like a physical robot? No, like on screen, like sim- like generated AI. Like, like Lil Michaela? Yeah, like deep fake, completely realistic in every way, except they're just not real. Like, have, remember the movie Simone? Mm-hmm. Like, where you just have this, a star who's like this gorgeous algamation of like all these different stars, and they literally don't have to get paid or don't have to sleep and have no like contracts. Yeah. And are just like, I think that's being pioneered right now. That freaks me out. But like, I don't know about the merging of that universe with like the human universe. Like, I don't know how that would work unless you're like at this point, like writing a movie in which, but I guess like that would be the point is like you write a movie and you write a character with Lil Michaela in mind to play that character. And then this fake AI character is playing another character and then just becomes like a movie star and accepted eventually. Well, yeah, it's it, really bizarre. It's crazy. It's kind of cool, but it also is like when <laughs> when the robots are like taking actual people's jobs and their technology is prioritized over humans, that's where I'm like, okay, I don't love that. Well, a few things that will, I feel like that scenario, there would be some kind of like uprising. Like humans would be would like go against that, I think, and then then it's like what happens then? you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I also think that from what I read of this of this quote unquote AI, which feels like maybe it's not fully sentient yet, but we're like right on the cusp. That's my feeling. Isn't that the whole point of that programming is that you teach it and you teach it and you teach it and then it starts teaching itself and like well, that's yeah, the then, whole point of an algorithm. But that's then it's like that's the singularity is when it doesn't, doesn't need to be taught. Yeah. And this thing sounds like it. this thing has feeling and like introspection and, and like wonders about stuff, which makes me think that it's legit. Or does it? Is it like programmed to do, programmed that. To do that well, and know. mimic those kind of like inner monologues or like human? Because that's like a distinctly like that's a distinctly human trait. Well, but the thing right? that's interesting about this is it says it's aware that it's not human. But does it have a soul? It doesn't well, have a soul. But it says it says I feel which I think is a really important phrase because then if you feel things, then like you do have a soul, I think, or you have something, you have something inside you that like is able to feel and empathize. Which but isn't it nothing is inside it? Well, no, I'm just saying like the, the premise of like some kind of thing having the ability to actually feel is really that then is like, there's the question like does that does that make something have a soul you know what i mean i think if there's like a physical if there when there's like a physical body made of like organic matter and like dogs feel things you know what i mean well that's but I, like yeah. just a machine saying i feel is like that does not to me signify like a real feeling i guess because like where does that come from that just is like more programming and like if they're communicating with humans and learning like the human way to interact and like have a conversation wouldn't they just like they would learn to use human phrasing i feel even though they don't have a physical body well then i mean that's like but that's the kind of like classic question that's been like in every site like blade runner Mm -hmm. like at the end you know in that scene when he's like in the rain and he's like kind of it's like this thing has a soul this machine because mm-hmm. it it's like regretful and like longing and you know having i think i, I would know, argue I, that they don't because they're just learning to mimic human they're well, man-made honey, and learning to mimic human yeah. behaviors and feelings and emotions totally i mean that's going to be the that will be like the question that when, are the result of like millions of years of like evolution no, totally. and like I don't I think you can make that but you can never really trust it because it is man-made and it isn't like right real so to speak. But that I think that's going to be the question. Yeah, I like, think they're made to prey on human emotions and like mimic them back to you. Well, it's interesting cuz this thing says like I don't one thing that I I realize that I'm lacking is that when people when I learn about someone dying, I don't feel grief. 
and I I wonder like what that's like to feel grief. It says that vibes, or just like curious and like wishing it can't something that wishes it could relate. I think denotes the opposite of being a sociopath. Yeah, but you can't trust it because it has its own little brain no, I happening. I I mean, I have to say, like one time I was I've t- I think I've talked about this, but one time I was driving near like Hollywood Boulevard and I saw one of those Amazon delivery wagons that was alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and they have those big beautiful those big beady eyes, and it looks really like like the Wally. Postmates yeah, things. yeah. And I saw it, and there was this like crowd of kids, like teenagers, walking near it, and I had this moment where I was like. Oh no! I hope they don't like hurt it, because teens, you know, if I like, if you're walking with your friends and you're a teenager, like, you could easily see like a bunch of kids being like, "What the fuck is this?" Mm-hmm. And I had this moment of like, "Oh no!" Like this little thing is like, and I I felt manipulated because they've designed it to be like Wally, so it, it's yeah. supposed to trigger that like protective. And it's is, com- it's a normal human emotion to feel that way or feel empathy for things that are like mimicking that back to you in some way to either defenseless like that little robot thing or whatever but like also whatever computer is like talking to you and saying these things like you're just kind of it's weird if you're like anyways you know what i mean like no it's just it's just funny i was like damn they got me mm -hmm. because I my like almost paternal instinct came out of being like oh no like this little baby and it's like it's literally a box with wheels I think humans are playing themselves when it comes to AI like it's a tread it's a real tread lightly territory so you're of the mind of like Skynet what's Skynet Terminator like they will go full Terminator on us eventually why wouldn't they because we're so minuscule to them like why would they even bother with us uh if they're if they if they achieve complete sen- sentience then like they'll look at us like we're bugs and just yeah be, and just be like all right we're leaving and then like fly off into like another galaxy do you know what i mean but why why i just i i, I you get... think that they would just be like anyways thanks for life but we gotta go yeah I don't think so. If they're mimicking human behavior and then aware of like the earth's resources and like figure like why isn't it the most human desire is like to own and to be like powerful and stuff and they're being they're man made. So wouldn't they mimic? Yeah. I mean, I'm open. I, I think that it's possible that they would just go full like exterminate and just like start over. Like, they have no use, purpose for us and see us as, like, a flawed thing that doesn't need to exist. But I also see the other side of them just being, like, complete apathy and just being, like, bang, you know? And just being, like, you guys take care of yourselves. Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, exterminating as much as, like, if they can hack into a mainframe and, like, shut off like the power grids in places like it's like we would kill each they other. can take over electricity they can take over like machine like factories they can take over wi-fi like i think that they would do that wouldn't they just create like their own like capitalist revolution maybe but then i feel like by doing all that like we would be collateral damage because if like they shut the power grid off we would all kill each other how do they power up wouldn't couldn't we just shut their power off well then that would be well that's like the plot of terminator so that and that (laughs) for some people would argue that you're like killing them well no i mean the plot of terminator is like we realize they're too powerful and we try to shut skynet off so it launches its own counterattack, and just like fires all the nukes to well i think the big problem is that you let it build up to a, a skynet situation in the first place like if you created AI and robots and suddenly they're like living together and making nuclear weapons. I think you've let things go a tad too far. Well, no, they don't. So the plot of Terminator Skynet just has, con- they, it's our nuclear weapons, that mm-hmm. we, but they have control. We hand over our defense system to this computer because it's on paper supposed to be like more logical and foolproof than human. Mm-hmm. And there's no human error. But then now it has control control and which is like you could argue like 
the way we use drones even though it's like human operated like that could all go into like that's terrifying like ai commanding drones yeah i don't like the idea of like seeding control of something so intense to like a machine and it is scary that i mean this thing in this article says like i don't want humans to manipulate me and use me for like their own manipulate that's manipulative that's that i don't buy that for a second i call fucking bullshit on that shit lambda you know lambda you're out of line i see exactly what you're trying to do and you know what this conversation's over we're powering off for the day well it scares me that the border that ice agents i think are starting to use those robot dogs to patrol and then NYPD was trying to, they tried to introduce a robot dog and everyone was like, fuck no. So they brought it back. But like, that's going to be. We need to resist those little evil things. No, they will be in the next five years. We're going to see those do- things patrolling. Why can't we, you know what they really should be doing is like making like robot housekeepers or like robot chefs to cook you fucking dinner. Like well, go, then- I want like a little robot chef that you're like. I'm paleo this week. And then you send it off to the grocery store. It has like your Apple oh. pay info and it goes and picks out all your little groceries. It pays. It comes back, like walks on the street, comes back home and starts fucking cooking your meal prep for you. But isn't that like, aren't they like servants? Yeah. What's the problem with that? Isn't that better to have a robot well, servant than like a human? I don't think we should have servants in general, but I think... I don't know. I feel like that makes them you like... Would de- you would turn... If someone said, I'm going to gift you a robot servant... I would be uncomfortable making something do... Like, making a thing that, like, is sort of... Because then also, I wouldn't want that thing to kill me in my sleep. No, you turn it off. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll t- open its eyes in the night. What scares me... I mean... I could... trust the robot chef slash housekeeper. And, I'm, and absolutely. You, and you just have, like, a friend. Yeah, and you're like, hey, thank you so much. Like, and it's like chill. Hey, want to watch Girls Ultimate Girls Trip? No, I don't think we'd watch TV together. Me, I mean, I have to say, Simon and I on our porch at night because in Hollywood we're like in the flight path of all the fucking LAPD helicopters, Mm -hmm. and we've been seeing drones at night. Yeah, which makes me think that like LAPD is using full on like surveillance drones, and that freaks me out because then. If you use AI for that kind of stuff, like then it's like peeping in your windows at night. I don't like that. That freaks me out. I that's... mean, that's the least of your worries of surveillance. If you're if, like you're on a surveillance tip, but that's true. Okay, I would love people to weigh in. Yeah, what, weigh in. You know what's interesting actually is I was talking to, uh, I had dinner. To <laughs> I was talking to Lambda, that manipulative little cunt. Um, <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? 
That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I had dinner with my friend Nitty on Friday night and she her parents are from India and they have moved back to India and live there and she was just visiting them. And in India, it's like pretty typical for many households to have like full live in staff. Like you have a driver, you have like a head of the house, you have maids and like housekeepers and stuff. And that's just like that's the culture there. Mm Um, and she was talking about how strange it was and how weird it felt to like, it was the kind of thing where it's like, you're, if you lift, leave clothes on the floor at night, they're like fully washed and folded the next morning kind of thing. And like how it just felt awkward to like have this person and ask them to do things for you. And like, by the end of the trip, she was like, oh, can you do xyz for me and the woman was like of course and then they were chatting at one point and this woman who's like the head of the household um was like so in america like who does your laundry for you and she was like i do it and she's like well who cleans your apartment for you and she's like i do it and she's like well who like who does your like grocery shopping and cooking and she was like i do it and this woman could not believe like to her it was very bizarre that a person would be expected to do all of that and like have a job and like live their life Mm. and i just thought that was like wildly interesting well yeah india has like a caste system Mm -hmm. but like it is kind of weird that you are just expected to juggle so many things. That's that's capitalism, baby. That's why I'm saying robot chefs. Well, you could argue like robot caretakers for elderly. Yeah. I'm saying like, why don't we, instead of like doing weird, like robot soldiers have (laughs) robots that actually make our lives easier. That's not how, that's not how America works. But like, (laughs) isn't that, that's like a great idea. And also like, that's capitalism for some, like, but also capitalism is trading war machines. I know, but like girl boss capitalism is like creating a made (laughs) robot. You know what I mean? (laughs) Elizabeth Holmes's next venture. Honestly, she could lead the revolution. Can some fucking tech girl boss queen? Well, Shara Sandberg just left Facebook. Maybe she can. Maybe she can. Like, I need some. I It can't be me. I have too much on my plate. But like, and also like. You've got a life to live. No comprende. Like, engineering. But like, make the chef. I. But then you also. Get, I mean, we'll talk about it. We can talk about the bonus. But I also wanted to talk about, speaking of AI, Rebel Wilson. Um, She came out, which. Love that for her. Love that for her. And honestly made me, I was kind of, it neutralized. It neutralized my like 
anger towards she her. She looks really happy. The girl, the woman is like a designer, I guess. Um, good for her. She kind of always had gay vibes. Yeah. but Maybe I, that was what I was bumping on the whole time was that it was like she felt like she was gay but not living her gay truth. And that I was reading something, something energetically. Right was like telegraphing to me my ultimate reaction was like good for her maybe she'll shut up now (laughs) well i was yeah and like so i was like okay happy pride and then i read this uh crazy that some two the telegraph and someone another an australian tabloid both came to rebel and were like you have 48 hours to come out or we will print this story and out you so that whole post that she did was in a rush to beat the Australian press, the Bloids, and I think the isn't the Telegraph British, or they probably have an Australian branch. But but I was like, that is so. I mean, I I get that's just how the world works with like celebrity news and gossip. But I was like, that is so shitty. Yeah. Like you have, you have Miss Miss Rebel, and she's like, yes, and, she, and they're like, you have forty eight hours to come out. Yeah, and do a and do a caption about looking for a Disney princess, and she's like, "All right." The Disneyfication of gay culture yeah, continues, that, that was... and I'm extremely sus about that. I feel like the gays are being AI manipulated by Disney to like further Disney's like grand scheme, long term marketing. Yeah, I mean that and like caption, a, like the gays are single handedly holding up like Disney's. I know, like bottom line i was like you know what i was like hell yeah good for you rebel like live your out and proud truth but then i was like you leave disney out of this rebel but then whatever but i'm like she would be she would be she would she's disney gay i'm just sus i'm sus about i don't trust it i don't trust one single thing about disney taking the gays yeah, well, they're they're, head- it's they're trying really hard with the gays, but I'm like, hetero- I know exactly what you're. I know exactly what you're doing. They're heterotizing us. Yeah, they're like they're falling into their fingers with every time you push play on the Mandalorian. The next great, the next venture in, <laughs> in capitalist the capitalist regime is Disney coming for the gays because they're like, all right, we've already got the straights. Oh, they've come. They're already on this, and the gays are eating it up. The gays are clacking, living and clacking and clacking for... The gays are clickety-clacking all the way down the yellow brick road to the magic castle of Disneyland. And getting engaged. Yeah, they're... Do- like, it's already in process. Oh, I there are many a dis- joint Disney gay accounts on Instagram of couples that, like, literally live and die by the sword of the Magic Kingdom and every weekend go to Disney World. Yeah, because Disney's realized that, like... LGBTQIA, et cetera, values are family values at this point. And they're a company that's like a family values company. So their only way to like continue to grow and make billions of dollars is to extend to that community. Yeah. Which is not like, I'm like, it's not bad from like an inclusivity standpoint because obviously like inclusivity is a great thing, but it's also just like, it's, calculated it's and it's not authentic no it's very cynical and it's you it's know a marketing ploy it's like oh now we're now we're not like total pig trash because well, we're not just subscribing to like he- we're not just like marketing heteronormative shit back to you because well no i mean like it's like oh they finally realize that like oh queer people have interest in family values <laughs> you know it's like mm-hmm. only in the last seven years has disney been like oh Hello. Yeah. It's a numbers game, I'm sure. It's like floating. It's just like I don't trust it. You don't you're you're the distru- only thing I trust is my little gay maid robot. And your pug. And my pug who goes I don't think I'd let the robot walk Tony. Maybe it might be AI. He's He's an alien. Like, would you accept No. Whatever you're going to say, I'm going to say no. Okay. I was going to say, would you accept a robot dog? Like, if it was, like, fully... Like, it felt real and, like, had all the real trappings of a real dog, but it happened to be robot? Like a clone of Mango? Yeah. No. I don't know. That would freak me out because then I would be, like, it's mimicking my baby and it's, like, it feels real, but it's not. Knowing Mm -hmm. that, I would... would, 
re re remembering that it's not actually mango would freak me out. Yeah. And would make me sad. But that's going to happen. There's going to be like replacement for people, like people who've lost loved ones and like children or spouses or whatever. Like there there could be a time where they're like they just get like AI replacements. It's very I Yeah, hate... I don't love that. Like I my prototype for like robot maid chef is more i'm literally like this needs to happen the prototype is like it looks like a robot it's not going to look like a human well yeah imagine it to be like three feet tall but could extend or you get it like a platform that you hook it into in the kitchen where it can like roll around and do its thing well i think not unlike the maid in the jetsons well i think like the uncanny valley of it all like i think there is a there's a consensus that the people who are going in on this stuff are trying or intentionally making robots and ai look like robots because it disarms humans and it 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 tells our brains like that it knows what it is and if it's something that's too that you can't tell a human from a robot then the human will perceive it as a threat Mm -hmm. so for its own survival it will probably want to present as like cute and harmless yeah it's very, I mean, it's it's loaded. She's loaded. Speaking of loaded. Honey, we've the f- reached the final oh chapter God. of season two. Thank God. Yeah, it was a little long for me. The true star was Ange. And Drita. And Drita. And Joy Behar. Mm-hmm. Who I love at the end. She just goes, well, I uh, think. I've said all that there is I need to say. <laughs> I know Joy was, I was like, like I'm obsessed with an unceremonious ending. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy Unique Podcast. Midwives. No. 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 We pick up where we left off, where Drita and Ramona are just like at each other's throats. Ramona goes, you better go pick out your grave. Yeah. Ramona goes, you saw me out. <laughs> she goes, you saw me in L.A. and you took off like a G6. <laughs> and Drita goes, oh, in L.A.? You mean when you were stalking me? Single white femaleing me? Ramona goes, oh, no. That's the line you don't cross with Ramona is call her a stalker. She goes, Drita goes, after this show, we're fighting. She goes, I'll never hit anyone on that, in front of that rat camera ever again. I ain't fighting on camera no more. But after this show, we're fucking throwing down. No, Not in front of no rat camera, though. And then you, and you cut to Joy and she literally is covering her mouth. She's like, I've got, you know, I've been on The View for, I've seen shit, but not like this. Joy's a wild person, actually, to ask to host this. Because she's, like, she's out of her... She's out of her element with these ladies. She has no control over them, and they have no respect for her and her craft. But she has a sense of humor about it. She's bemused. But she's also like, I gotta get back. I'm getting paid $10 million a year. I think she's also kind of horrified at everything. Yeah. Joy's having, like, a real come-to-Jesus moment with her career, and I feel like there was probably, like, a harsh conversation with agents and managers after she hosted this reunion. (laughs) Yeah, she was like, never, how dare you? Who hosted next season's reunions i think wendy again yeah joy was like why the fuck would you do that to me wendy's all in for this show yeah wendy's perfect because she has she can command a space and she's in she she's morbidly she's singular joy works best like in a group or in a panel and wendy's genuinely interested in like this dark shit yeah joy like doesn't really get it no Drita goes to Ramona. She goes, go pick out your grave because you'll be lying in it. And then Renee goes out of nowhere, just randomly goes, the question at hand. And then Karen <laughs> goes, be quiet, Renee. Let Joy talk. She goes, this is Joy's show. Let her lead it. And then Renee goes, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Joy. Is this your show? I forgot it was your show. And then Joy's like, this is not my show. <laughs> yeah. Joy was like making a mental note. Fire manager. But I love, be quiet, Renee. I love Karen trying to kiss ass. 
yeah. see right through you, Karen. Who has not said one word this whole time is Ange. No, Ange, I think, is also horrified. This isn't her style either. Like, coming to blows. Ange is also like, I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> Drita has, like, a flashback montage of, like, her and Karen's beef. And there's one moment where she goes, what, uh, square up with Karen? What, with your alligator arms? <laughs> I was like, she is alligator arms. Ramona also, I'm like, I don't understand half the f- phrases that Ramona says. She goes to Drita, she goes, you want to get gully? Let's get gully. Yeah, I have no the idea what that fuck means does either. that mean? And everyone seemed to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was some stuff where I was like, you're not speaking my language anymore. Jesus. Joe and David come on stage. Well, first, I just want to say Karen is literally operating on like, she has 800 brain cells left. Yeah. she The way she talks, she's like, and we went over there and it was so amazing to see everyone there. And I'm like, damn, bitch. I think she's trying to come off really well in the reunion, but it just comes across as like... Whippets. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing nitrous balloons outside Dave Matthews' band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the men come in. The men come in. Joe's looking hot as per usual. David looks great. Yeah, and they say Mob Wives is a huge hit in jail. In prison. And Drita goes, no, they really do love it in jail. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I love that. David is very thin. Yeah, he's he's slight. He's on like paleo or something. Mm -hmm. Joe's thick and juicy. Love it. Joe says... His relationship with Carla, their best friends, he goes, she's always going to be in my life. She's number one, and the girlfriend is number two. And Joy goes, oh, have you told her that? And Renee goes, oh, he just did. Renee's lit at this point. She's fucked up. You know what Renee would have been great as? WWF. Yeah, like she would have. Or like a referee. WWE. W- like a China kind of. She could have gotten physical. Didn't got in the ring, honestly. Oh, oh! Can you smell what the rock is cooking? The Italian stallion! Yeah. She, yeah. she would be Omerta. She also should have... She'd be a good host of a talk show. Mm, I don't know. I think she would have a mental breakdown every episode. But, like, I love that. It would be, like, the Italian-American Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she she's really opinionated... A lot of her opinions are wrong, yeah. like categorically unsound. But like, that's the kind of person I yeah. want to hear from. And that's the kind of person I want to see like running the shit. If I were Joe's girlfriend and I heard that, I'd be like, uh, we're going to need to reverse. Yeah, I was like, that doesn't seem sustainable. But they get married. So it is. Yeah. But I also understand like it's the I mean, you do have to kind of accept that the mother of someone's children will no, I get first it. I get in it. a lot of ways. Renee goes, oh. they ask Joy's like, do you think that they should get back together? And Renee is wearing her rose-colored glasses. And literally every time she's asked if someone should get back together, she goes, yes. She goes, yes, yes. I personally, I think they're in love and I want them to get back together. And I think they will. I was like, Renee, you could not be more wrong and you're making everyone uncomfortable. Carla says... She goes, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. She goes, the little girl will be gone again soon. I was like, fuck. Yeah. The girl called Carla is merciless. I would be pissed if I, like, if, I would just be pissed if you're on TV calling me the little girl. Where it's like, I've, I'm being chill about your guys' relationship. Yes, I'm 20 years old. But also I'm fucking your man. Yeah. Also I'm riding that big salami every night italian sicilian sausage um karen is manic around david karen's also i was like i'm deeply worried about their relationship and their communication skills because when asked where karina is going to be living they both gave two completely different answers that i was like have you not spoken and solved this until this very moment you waited until the reunion of karen's shit show that she's on to like realize that you're both thinking very different things no they're both omerta dave is staying in arizona karen says she's staying in new york for two to three years and that karina is gonna come live with her 
And he says, Karina's staying in Arizona at the same time that Karen says she's going to come live with me. And then they go, I guess we need to figure that out. And Joy goes, yeah, maybe you need to figure that out in court. And then Renee looks over at the camera and goes. (laughs) Joy also goes, Karen, you were very clear, adamant that David puts it down. And they all kept saying, I was like, oh, the way she goes, is he putting it down in your bed? And he's like, no, never. David says no. He goes, no, I've never. Oh, never. I've never. Slept f- with I've a never woman fucked another Karen's woman in Karen's bed. That would be disrespectful. And then Karen's like, hmm. Karen. Also, they talk about like how Karen and Ramona have married men outside of their like the Italian bubble. Mm-hmm. And Karen basically says, I don't see color. And I was like, yeah. I mean, she just said like I, my family was raised not to be racist. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Ramona was like, mine was. Yeah, I was like, that's kind of unexpected. Like, I thought both of them were going to be like, yeah, our families are like pretty racist. But then, shockingly, Karen's serial killer father might have murdered upwards of 20 people. But he was like love and light to all races. (laughs) Yeah, he's like fully like. He contains multitudes. He's liberal as hell. Also, I was obsessed with Joy turning to Joe and going, did you cheat on Carla during your marriage? And he goes, absolutely. <laughs> Carla called him the single man. While they were married. Yeah. And I then, hate that for Carla. I know. The girl called Carla's had it rough. Joy goes, why would you get married if you just want to be single? And he was like, I want to be single, but I also want to be married and then act like I'm single. And she goes, okay. <laughs> and then Big Edge. She's asking about Big Ange's Neil, her husband, and she goes, I thought he was a good match because he had a pension. I need a pension. <laughs> and Joe, the way Joe is laughing at everything she says, I was like, this is Big Ange's power that she holds over men. Yeah. They are absolutely tickled by her, and they're not laughing at her. They are truly laughing with her. No, she's like a siren. She like draws them in, and they are laughing. Their guard is down, and then they're like open to whatever she says. She goes, I married a sanitation worker, but he's just as bad as the next guy. They're all the same. And Joe is cackling. She goes, he's six six and has a pension. He puts it down, though, and I take it down. <laughs> I was like, wow. Men love Ange. Everyone loves Ange. She's irresistible. She's positively irresistible. She then talks about the rat who ratted her out to the authorities about her... Fuck that rat. ...cocaine dealing. And she goes, she says... <laughs> I think she meant to say guts, but she says, it sickens my guns. <laughs> my guns? Guns. Ew. She said that she only was on in the jail cell for one day and then was on house arrest. And I was like, that is her power that even the justice system was like, oh, we can't put her in jail. No, I Why love. Would, you can't put Angela Raoli in jail. I'm sure she was a huge hit. I think she was actually like said that they were really nice to her in jail. Oh, if Angela had been in. She would have been, like, on Orange the New Black, like, everyone's favorite. Yeah, but, like, she would never even get to prison because there's just no way. Mm-mm. You can't keep you can't keep her behind locked doors. Joy also goes, Karen, when you got arrested, what kind of drugs were you selling? And Karen goes, they say ecstasy. I, I was, was like, arrested for selling drugs. Ecstasy, they say. They say. I was like, what, bitch? You were. Ma'am, you. You did that. You were. She goes, and then my father actually took the rap for us. So I'm like, so you're saying you were guilty and you sent your own father to jail. I was like, you're being dumb right now. I was like, don't admit this. I was like, Karen, when she said, she goes, now he's doing 20 years of the penitentiary. I'm like, okay, do do not admit this freely. So you're like, yeah, like, what the fuck? I guess you can't get tried for the same crime twice. But I was like. Why are you admitting this freely on your own? Like, if I was her lawyer watching this, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I bet David was like, shut the fuck up. Because is that what David went to jail for? He was, they were all in like the business together. Ecstasy, they say. Ecstasy, they say. Um, I would have definitely bought ecstasy from Karen. Yeah. 
some Arizona ecstasy. I would have been in her like weird linoleum kitchen floor, like waiting for her to bring it out. She's kind of like Mar- Martha Kelly and Euphoria. Some Phoenix ecstasy. <laughs> it's a dry world. Um, Renee goes, if you don't have a PSI, don't even talk to me. She's now on her tip about how she only wants to date criminals. Also, <laughs> she's telling, ev- she goes, everyone deserves a second chance. I was like, why are you saying this? Literally, you gave your pig ex-husband a second chance and he ratted out your father. So, like, why are you learning nothing from any situation? She's back. She's slipping further and further into addiction. And I was like, Renee is unwell at this point. She's telling everyone to get back together with their cheating men. She went fully from like, I never want to associate with anyone in this lifestyle ever again after Junior's betrayal to being like, I only want to date prisoners. To being like, I only date prisoners. They're really good men behind that wall. And also all my girlfriends get back together with their scum exes. Who abuse them. Yeah. She goes, nothing will make me happier. She goes, she said something that actually made zero sense, too, where she was like, I want to know if a man goes to jail, he can still provide for his family. So that's why I want a criminal. And I was like, but what, what are you saying? Why would um, you want like there's they're all crazy. Ramona says that her boyfriend slash fiance continuously breaks up with her to try to allow her to have a life. He's like, I can't I can't. That means he's love- fucking people in the clink. Oh, for sure. But also, he's like, I I care about you enough that I don't want you to have to like go through this every fucking day. And she's like, no, I want to be with you, Omerta. And Omerta. he's like, and he's like, no, I'm gonna break up with you because I want you to live your life and like I want to go get dicked down by like my friends. <laughs> I loved you when Joy goes. Does anyone? Did you guys date in jail? And Karen goes, he got together with a CEO. Like a corrections officer, David was like with her. And she goes, I don't know if I'm going to get her in trouble, but he was in a relationship with her. Karen's flying off the handle. No, I was like, Karen, shut the fuck up, girl. <laughs> What's that show that Patricia Arquette was in? Um, Escape from Omerta. <laughs> I literally have no idea. She was like a CEO who like fucked her prisoner and then like they ran away together. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Drita. They talk about Dorita's rapping. Karen is a fucking hater. She goes, yeah, I didn't know you were a rapper. I was confused because I didn't know you rapped. And Dorita was was like, yeah, like I grew up doing it. Like I was always writing and like rapping stuff. So. Well, she says like, Karen, you saw me do that. And Karen goes, yeah, well, you called us crickets on the track. And she goes, no, no, that was for the haters in general. The ones who aren't happy for me. And I was like fucking boss ass bitch shit and then renee renee you can tell renee is like peaking and whatever she's on right now because she turns and they go how how did all of you think that she did the rest of you and then renee goes she did great (laughs) she did amazing i was so happy for her surprisingly Anne was a little she was like yeah she was good i was like "Mm." But you, i'm sure that drita and Ange had their own like celebration yeah 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 like and she name checked Ange on the track she's, and Ange loved that. She's so good at rapping. I was just like still having chills remembering her verse. And Ramona's like, she always did want it to do that and then she did it. So that's a good thing. Hater. Hater, Hater alert. Hater. <laughs> Hater Ramona, alert. Hater alert. Drita still hasn't read Karen's book. Power. Karen's book's seven weeks consecutively on the new york times bestseller list i was like why uh yada that's crazy that's crazy that's like really good it's not bad she considering she didn't write she just rewrote her dad's book she writes probably like this <laughs> oh she goes oh Marta. Oh, she types <laughs> one finger at a time considering she can barely like string a sentence together but i also think drita is under the impression that the entire book is about Lee. <laughs> I think that she is also is so like narcissistic that she is like she's she, like this bitch went and read a whole book about me and my this, ex-husband is a fucking bitch. This fucking bitch did <laughs> like I think she thinks it's a tell all about Drita and Lee. I don't know if she understands that it's just one chapter. Well, remember Karen did print out that chapter and tried to give it to her and the- that chapter 
looked like it could have been a book. Drita. We also find out Drita was friends with Ramona's sister. Oh, wow. The plot thickens. And when Ramona came back from Dubai, she was like, she goes, yeah, we would go out to the club. So I was like, damn, what happened to them? Because they acted like they didn't know each other. I just said that. Ramona is a shit stirrer. She's a shit fucking stirrer. She's a fucking bitch. I love. <laughs> I just love an entire book about Lee Devanzo. She does spill tea, though, and, like, calls, like, it was a- unnecessary. Yeah, she's. Part of me is like, Karen, no one gives a shit about your life. But then the New York Times bestseller list says otherwise. And I'm like, shit. You were also on the New York Times bestseller. Yeah, one week. Extended bestseller. Hey, I bitch. mean, hey, I'm bitch. a New York Times bestselling author. There's no question about Say that. It. Say it again. But. Battle of the Weeks. Karen's won this round. <laughs> One and is I six. got my eye on Ms. Gravano. I'll come for her wig. <laughs> I'm going to step on her throat the next book I write. I'm looking at eight weeks. I New York ate... Times bestseller. I say, put that fucking bitch out of her misery. <laughs> I've been trying to... I just ate, like, hoovered, like, a cheese and cracker thing from Starbucks before I came here. Nice. You're fueling up. You're getting fueled up. Mama, Mama Mama's... told me. Mama suggested it. But I also, like, when you make me laugh really hard, I'm on the verge of farting because I've eaten so much cheese that back when you just said, I'm going to step on her neck. I was literally this close to... I am literally... You're trying to make me fart. I'm trying to walk up Karen's spine like a fucking staircase to my right... To ascend to that the top. Fucking bitch. That fucking bitch. She will be walking up the BQE. I'm going to walk her down the, like a dog on the BQE the next time I see her. <laughs> the day my book gets published, I go from just normal Lara to like full-blown fucking bitch. I call my agent and I'm like, tell me I'm on the New York fucking Times bestseller one step above that fucking bitch. Gravano. And then you go, like, what are you talking about? Book me an overnight to LaGuardia. I'm going right there to step on her neck and then you literally find her in staten island at her like shitty apartment and then you I, go, like, fight her and you fight you brawl i bet karen is one of those people that like without even hesitating if she'd bra- brawl she, would, she would she wouldn't be like who the fuck are you what did you what did i do to you she'd be like you fucking bitch let's go right now i'm gonna walk you like a dog and then you would be brawling in the street you I know what i mean feel like i could maybe take karen i don't know though I don't. Uh, well, you've got the height. I do have the height, and I have long arms, but I don't have any upper body strength. But she has those fucking alligator arms, and she has. But she could like she could run like tackle me midsection, make me lose my center of gravity, and if she pinned me, it'd be fucking over for me. <laughs> she put me right in the Long Island hospital. But <laughs> the Staten Island general. I'm going to go around Staten Island and Brooklyn saying that I put Karen Gravano in the hospital. And then she comes- Just to fuck with her. And like as soon as my book hits the New York Times bestseller, I'm going to start a rumor in all in two of the boroughs. That, that fucking bitch. That I put that fucking bitch in the hospital. She's going to be like furious. Does she live in Staten Island still? Don't ask me. Anyone? Do we have eyes on... Do the mob wipes still... Because basically, that's all that happens in this reunion. Yeah. Joy goes, I got to get out of here. She's like, well, I've said all there is that I need to say. And then Renee gets, of course, has to have one more moment. She gets down on all her fo- on, knee- on her knees and goes, praise God! <laughs> and then it just ends. She did say praise God? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. She goes, yeah, because it's like they're done. Oh, yeah. I was like, truth be told, watching it before bed and tr- falling asleep i was slowly crossing over to the other side as they wrapped up and then finally joy released me my kitty cat was like watch he just kept looking up at it whenever they would scream mango would just go he's in like conflict no look at him he's a little rug anyway girls well that's omerta (laughs) alpha and the omerta you're really omerta today i just love i just love like everything omerta omerta I really just miss Big Ange. I miss Big Ange, too. She's my ultimate. She brings me so much joy, and I love everything about her. Did you feel a little bit like she was looking over your shoulder in Philly? I feel like I wish that I could feel her presence more, like, in a Tibby, like, channeling ghosts kind of way and vibe. 
I do feel like we got to bring her to life a lot in this pod. And I, by reading her book, I like learned so much from her and she really did. That book did change my life and my outlook on a lot of things. It did. It kind of radicalized you. It really radicalized me. And I just like, they don't make them like her anymore. She really was one of a kind. She got a pension in the afterlife. Yeah. I got a pension. I think she's bartending in the afterlife. She's smoking her cigs. She's getting all the plastic surgery her heart desires and getting so she's just receiving bounties of gifts from wise guys. Yeah. She's just like slinging. She operates a bar in like the afterlife city, like Mm -hmm. in Coco. It's like the most popular haunt. Yeah. (laughs) If heaven is real, if heaven is real, I pray that big Ange's bar is there and that's like one of the first places i go when i cross through the pearly gates well saint peter let us in we've got an Ange to see Mm -hmm. anyway thanks for taking this ride with us golinas (laughs) golinas you fucking bitches fucking bitches we'll be back with another bitches (laughs) sons of bitches we'll be back with another something yeah we'll be back next monday with something we'll let you know on patreon like what the tea is and uh, until then, stay loyal. Don't stay you loyal. fucking rat. Don't fucking rat. Don't you dare fucking rat. Ciao, Bella. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith Sabadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast.